I forgive you and I know if you go to God and ask him he will forgive you and I don't think anyone could say it again I'm speaking for myself not even bad for my family but I love you just like anyone else and I'm not gonna say I hope you rot and die just like my brother did, but I see I I personally want the best for you. And I, I wasn't gonna ever say this in front of my family or anyone, but I don't even want you to go to jail. I want the best for you. Because I know that's what that's exactly what both of them would want you to do. And the best would be give your life to Christ. I'm not gonna say anything else. I think giving your life to Christ would be the best thing that both of them would want you to do. Again, I love you as a person. And I don't wish anything bad on you. I don't know if this is possible, but can, can I give her a hug, please? Please? Yes. That was just Brent Jean giving his... Um, kind of final words to Amber Geiger um, in uh, sort of response to all that has transpired, this trial, the death of his brother. And we thought, given uh, this is at the forefront of a lot of our minds, at the forefront of a lot of debate, it would only be right for us uh, to engage this. This is Southside Rabbi. I am KB. I am here with the brilliant I mean, Hudson, I mean, what happened? Uh, so um, if, if you guys don't know, this is, um, this is concerning the uh, murder of Botham Jean. Um, and this uh, is, uh, is, is a case that's kind of been in the national news lately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a really, really, really big deal. And um, it's, uh, it's polarizing yeah. um, in, in, in a very real sense. So um, on on September 6, uh, 2018, a Dallas patrol officer, her name was Amber Geiger, as KB just said, she actually entered uh, the Dallas apartment of Botham Jean, and she shot and killed him. Mm. Now, uh, Geiger said that she had entered the apartment believing that it was her own, and then she shot Jean believing he was a burglar. And uh, on October 1st, 2019, she was found guilty of murder. And then the next day she received a sentence of 10 years in prison. So Geiger's apartment, Amber Geiger's apartment, was on the third floor directly below Jean's apartment, which was on the fourth floor. Um, and the apartment building is mostly identical. Uh, the floor plans on each level yeah. is mostly identical. Yeah. Um, after she shot him, she called 911. Uh, Jean was taken to a nearby hospital 
where he died from his wounds. Mm. Um, the investigation was actually taken over by Texas Rangers who were responsible for Geiger's arrest three days later, and she was charged with manslaughter, which is a second-degree felony in Texas, and it carries a sentence from two to 20 years in the state prison. Um, but, yeah, so uh, on, on the 24th of September, she was actually terminated from the police force, and she's been on administrative leave, but now she's been sentenced to uh, 10 years. So yeah. both of them, Jean, was actually a 26-year-old black college-educated um, accountant, and he actually worked for Price Waterhouse Cooper, where our pastor worked. Really? Yep, PWC. Really? And uh, not to mention, he was also a minister of the gospel. Yeah, from, I don't know. He was I a worship leader. Oh yeah, he was. He was a he worship was. leader at I his forgot. church. He was yeah. a worship leader, mm -hmm. um, and native of Saint Lucia. Um, he was a, he was a member of Dallas West Coast Church of Christ. That's, That's what right. it was. He was yeah. a singer in the choir, right. and uh, he also led a Bible study course as well. Mm. So. Um, this case, as I said before, has been polarizing, sure. to say the least. Sure. So uh, it was polarizing, number one, uh, because of just what has happened, uh, the history of black men, unarmed black men being shot by white police officers mm -hmm. is a history that we know all too well in the United States. Sure. So um, just that alone uh, made it a polarizing issue. But what was also polarizing was all of the things that happened with the case. Sure. You know, um, as things were going on, the, uh, they they said that they could introduce the Castle Doctrine. The jury can consider that, uh, which is which um, they said that they can consider letting, you know, Amber off on the Castle Doctrine. That if, if someone is, you know, kind of entering your premises and you feel like you need to protect yourself, you can. It kind of works similar to Stand Your Ground here in Florida. Yeah. But it's not exactly the same but there is some similarities there um that was controversial because it wasn't amber geiger's castle it, yeah, it was, was both of jeans castle right 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 yeah, she was intruding un uh unbeknownst to you know herself um but uh so that happened but one of the most one of the things that i think has been one of the most amazing uh is what we played at the beginning sure which is which is both of jeans brother brant jean brant yep um, extending forgiveness to Amber Geiger yeah. for murdering her brother mm -hmm. um, and also embracing her yes. with a hug. Yeah. And it has really, I mean, if you, if you, if you pay attention to the, to, to the, to the interwebs, yeah. there has been a broad range of reactions Absolutely. from amaze from just people being amazing and praising God for this, that kind of forgiveness right. to people saying that this is ridiculous yeah. to people. Uh, I mean, it's, it, and, and there's been a broad range of different reactions from Christians as well. Absolutely. Um, and then of course, from those who are non-Christians. So I'm just going to read a couple of tweets sure that that came out like right after this happened right yeah. after this went viral because the video of him saying what he said went viral and i'm going to read some tweets from christians and non-christians i'm not going to really necessarily say who these tweets are from but i'm sure. just going to read some, yeah, yeah. some to you um so uh i'm i'm thinking about there's one tweet here that says uh the white gays now, mind you, there's going to be some racial. There's a racial aspect to this. Sure. You have a black unarmed man shot by a white officer. Yes. So we cannot say that there is not a racial dynamic to what is happening. Sure. Unless yeah. we just want to ignore right, race right. and history. If we you want to ignore it, the way that people who are engaging with it are is completely 
uh, governed by the racialization right. of the situation. Right. So um, I'm reading one from one uh, one particular uh, person, prominent person, says that the the white gaze fixation with black people forgiving racial violence from court cases to many Hollywood movie plots is about the redemption of white supremacy in popular culture and imagination. It doesn't translate to empathy for how racism kills black people. Uh, the focus of concern is the white person who committed violence in their redemption. The black person who forgives them is viewed through the white gaze lens as a model minority solely for their willingness to forgive. The black person exists as a vehicle for white redemption. Mm. There's another person that says, uh, I respect forgiveness, but Botham Jean's brother just further bailed Amber Geiger out after the judicial system already did that for her. He continued a terrible precedent of black people not holding white people accountable and that expectation being placed on the community. Right underneath that tweet was a, a, a sister that said, I can't get over the grace Brant Jean showed in this moment. Right. So that just to show you how the Twitter timeline is looking. Sure, sure, right? sure. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to read another one that says maybe don't retweet that picture of Jean's brother hugging Geiger because we know that's what the media will lead with. This seemingly never ending well of forgiveness of the American Negro. As Ira says, I believe she's talking about Ira Madison. They can keep it. Um, this is what the Dallas Police Department tweeted. Both of Jean's brothers request to hug Amber Geiger and Judge Kim's gift of her Bible because the judge actually gave her personal Bible to Amber Geiger. Okay. Uh, the uh, and Judge Kim's gifts gift of her Bible to Amber represent a spirit of forgiveness, faith, and trust. In the same spirit, we want to move forward in a positive direction with the community. Hmm. Um. I have a there's another tweet that says that's great. She needs to be in prison for at least 50 years while she finds the Lord, though. Uh, black folk are always asked to be Christ like in the face of suffering, uh, particularly. Uh, sorry. Uh, in, the, uh, in the face of suffering, uh, particularly when the suffering is caused by whites. One last uh, tweet. Um, is it says I want to be clear this clips this clips lesson is not that grace beats justice, mm. which is what I hope we talk about. We're going to talk about today. Sure. If you're after a kumbaya moment, look elsewhere. Botham's brother isn't letting bygones be bygones. He is drawing from an ancient well visited often by the black church, hewn mm -hmm. by the only God with scars. Absolutely. So, um, and yes, go ahead. I just want to say that last comment really was what I got immediately right. when I heard him give his testimony. Right. I saw a brother, in, in, in my estimation, that was wrestling with his own heart. Uh-huh. And when something radically evil happens to you, one of the ways that you stop that thing from taking roots and really uh, wrecking your entire life. Right. I mean, this is... This is... This... Tight, the death of your, the murder of your brother can really become kind of the identity of the rest of your life. Oh, right. And I'm not talking about us like continuing to, uh, continuing or not continuing to remember. We'll always remember those who we love. Yeah. I'm talking about the kind of vengeance and the kind of vitriol, hatred, and attack that arises out of a injustice as exacted against a family member. Right movements of terror and violence that have not only wrecked communities, but wrecked those people who were the victims, whose family members were, were hurt, has arisen out of that heart. Oh, right. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with a, a injustice that's in front of you that is absolutely asking for your anger and your violence and your hatred? What right. do you do? Right. I think about, you know, 
um, John Perkins in the South who watched his brother. Wow. He watched his brother literally murdered by a police officer in cold blood. I mean, gun to head, trigger pulled, and then leave this man dead in the street like a dog. He watched that. Right. And then he talked about the kind of feelings towards police officers and majority culture that arise out of that experience. Right. And in, in Christ saving John Perkins' life, what direction did he go to deal with that? How do you bring redemption to that? Mm. The only way is to go to a much more radical place. And that is, I would suggest, the kind of love, forgiveness, grace, uh, and trust in Jesus— Okay, that will begin to break that break down the hardness that the trauma creates. Right. So what I saw was I saw a John Perkins type of figure who was sitting there saying, this is how this will not win in my heart and in my family. Right. Is that I'm going to meet your radical violence with radical grace. Right. Uh, in, in, In that from that perspective. I don't think that he was. I, I didn't. Again, the brother's gonna give his own interviews later on. Right. I didn't get the impression that she, he was trying to wash his hands, uh, sort of washing uh, his hands of the situation in such a way that she can walk out that courtroom free. Right. I think he was really speaking to the, the, the desire of his heart. And my heart is in a place, and I am leaning towards goodness for you. Right. I'm leaning towards you know uh, you know uh, empowerment for right. you. And I saw that as a function of him dealing with his own trauma uh, as opposed to him giving a prescription to how we ought to deal with, um, you know, offenders in this situation. Because that's what I think is being co-opted. They are co-opting this to mean, there you go. Right. This is the example. And, and, and I think that I think that historically that has how it's been. That's really how it's been co-opted for a lot of people of color. Sure. Right. Uh, number one. The pressure has always and the onus has always been on us to do the forgiving. Yeah. We, by the Lord's grace, have done a lot of forgiving yeah. because I think that the Lord has been working in our heart. Right. Um, and But I think that folks have weaponized forgiveness against people of color to almost smooth over injustices and justice sure. and just say, hey, extend the forgiveness. Let's let's call it even. Forget yes. about it. So no right? need to actually go deeper and investigate what actually happened We don't need to go deeper and investigate here. or we don't need to go deeper in, in, in what justice would require. We don't need to go deeper into justice in regards to people getting jail time or justice in, in, in regards to restitution and all j- forgiveness. And, and, and that's it. Yes. Um, and I think that one of the things that we want to highlight is how forgiveness and justice go hand in hand. That's right. One doesn't cancel the other out. Right. Right, right, right. And a lot of the times I think it's been forgiveness has been weaponized, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. against, I would say, against people of color in America sure. to for, for us to embrace that and then also jettison the justice sure. that, that that should come along with it. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah. And I, I think people of color, people of, of color in America. I'm also thinking about um, in the early 90s when uh, Clinton wrote this apology to Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Yo, for taking our for taking the land. Sorry. Right. I mean, folks got this mug in Hawaii. Like, hey, great, but can I get can my land our- back? <laughs> I understand your Christian sort of conviction is wanting you to say we got to address this. Yeah, we need to say something about what we've done. It's like, but you can actually do something about what right. you've done. Right. And we don't want to lose. We do not want the finality of forgiveness to sort of erase the depth of the injustice right because the bible has 
something to say about how we approach these situations that does not do that very thing. Right. Now, let me say this. Go ahead. But I don't want to lose the I don't want to lose the point, brother, that there is something powerful about the Christian witness, particularly in the faith of of uh, of of African Americans in this country that has kept a kind of peace that is miraculous. And let me say this. No, go ahead. I think go ahead. Al Qaeda was started out of a hatred for the West. Right. Out of ISIS too. ISIS was started again. It, all of these situations. A lot of terroristic cell groups yes. were started out of vengeance and hate. Vengeance and hate. Right. And this is why I'm, I'm trying to, I, I want to adjust our perspective when we see him on that stand. Right. Don't see him through the lenses of pundits for a particular news network using his example to kind of shut us up. Right. See it as a function of his own sanity. Right. Because, dog, aligning yourself with the, the ways of God keeps you secure here and here, man. Right, right. And what stops, what has stopped a black Al-Qaeda in this, in this country? Right. And a, and a, on a large scale. Oh, my goodness. Right. Why is there not a massive organized terrorist group that is seeking to undo uh, sort of uh, the Western civilization in America as, as we know it. Right. Or an exact vengeance upon it. Man, for, even yeah. even as you look at like the Black Panthers. Right. Uh, that a lot of their, before it sort of degenerated into a lot of whack things. But before, when it the, the, the genesis of the movement was out of protection. Right. That's it was we... protecting from an outside mm-hmm. offender. But the fact that that the stance of every, almost every mainline black movement in this country has not been we are here primarily to hunt and kill the oppressors. Right, right. That's a grace of God, man. Yeah. That isn't everywhere in the world. And that, and, and it's a grace of God that I think a lot of people don't recognize. Yeah. They, they take, take for granted. You take for granted. And yeah. this is what I'm saying. I don't want to take it for granted in my brother's testimony. Amen. Is that this is a part of the long legacy Tradition, of people yeah. going to Jesus and saying Jesus was murdered unjustly. Right. And I identify myself with him. Mm-hmm. And as he is on a cross praying mm-hmm. for those who have done this to him. And I use that as a way to understand myself, my guy. Right. As a way to keep myself from going into a dark, dark place. Right. And I'm saying that apparatus, that that kind of um, uh, discipline has marked a lot of the African-American Christian witness in this country. Amen. And to see him on stage is not to see an Uncle Tom. And this is what I feel like some of us are getting off. Right. It's not to see some dude that's this sort of Stockholm syndrome mm-hmm. uh, that is is in some ways being antithetical to what it means to hold on to our black heritage. Our black heritage is rooted in trusting Jesus in a way that the outside culture does not deserve. Right. And I don't want to miss that in this. As we are still saying, yo, don't weaponize forgiveness. Forgiveness is a gift. It is not a tool for argumentation so we don't have to deal with the messiness of what happened. And I think that what Brant Jean did, number one, it was radical. Yeah, it was radical. 
it was scandalous, yeah. as grace and forgiveness is, even, yeah. w- even with how the Lord works that in our lives. Yeah, yeah. And I think that it was very, very, very countercultural. Absolutely. So I think about another tweet that I saw that said, uh, let me say it with my chest, since we all know I can't shut up. The display of forgiveness yesterday was demeaning and showed the power of colonizer Christianity to take black people's grief and stomp it, stomp it in the name of Jesus into a show of submissiveness to white supremacy and the judge was complicit in that with her respectability display the most fearsome thing to white supremacy is righteous anger forgiveness on display smooth that over I think that that is ridiculous yeah 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 sure I think that's ridiculous sure yeah. but I also I, and, and I think that that is because the world does not understand how scandalous and radical forgiveness really yes. is and they also don't appreciate I'm sorry just to take one more wink at the argument that I've already made they also don't appreciate that you're here today, dear black brother, dear black sister, through the witness and testimony of people who did that very thing. Exactly. That's Line up our leaders. Line up the men and the women who have got blood in the dirt, right. boots on the ground. Right. Many of them, I would say the majority of them, majority of them, would look at white supremacist uh co-opting of the Lord Jesus Christ and say, that ain't my Jesus. Right. That's not God. That's not That's God. That's an idol. Jesus identifies with us in our chains and not them in their abuse. Right. Bro. Right. This has been what has kept the soul of our people. Right. So what I'm saying is that I, I get, I, I want to deal with the, let's deal with the, at, at some point at, the flavor of what they're saying and the because there's some merit. Right, we have to deal with we have there's to deal, some merit. we have to deal with the anger. We have to deal with the hurt. We yes. have to deal with the pain. Sure, sure. But but the anger and the hurt and the pain doesn't have to is is not Christianity's fault. That's Absolutely. that's one of the things that we have to remember. The anger, the hurt and the pain the, <laughs> the anger and the hurt and the pain that we feel behind such an injustice is not Christianity's fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not what this is, my yeah. brother. Yeah, brother. So, but but what one of the what happens is that Christ has empowered us mm-hmm. to be able to, in the midst of this, cling to a God who understands injustice all too well. Yes, yes, yes. Because Jesus died yes. due to an injustice. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. He was crucified and, and murdered yes, yes. for crimes by the state. By the state, uh-huh. by occupying force yes. that he did not commit. Absolutely. And, and he did it, as the Bible says, because of the joy set before him, seeing what he was going to accomplish for. His children, Come on, brother. We are a part of that. Yes, yes, yes. Black, white, yes. yeah, you know, yellow, red, black, and white, all precious in the sight. <laughs> Jarvis Williams was talking about everybody for the joy set before him. He went and endured the cross. He went and endured. Guess what? Injustice. Yes, yes, yes. For the sake of his, for the, for the sake of redemption of his children. Absolutely, bro. right. So, so what we see here is not a display of colonize. What Brant Jean did was not a display of colonizer Christianity. Come on, brother. That is a display of biblical Christianity. Yeah. Now, do I take what Brant Jean did and say every single person must feel this way and do this today? No. That's right. If people are weaponizing what Brant Jean did against uh, did did there against other people who are not there yet, Absolutely. I would say that you're wrong. Absolutely, you're wrong. Absolutely. But can am I going to look at what Brant Jean said and 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 and, and completely dismiss it? As some kind of white supremacist colonizing Christianity, absolutely not. Yeah. And it, it, what what we saw was one. Of, what we saw was a was a, a quintessential display of what biblical forgiveness looks like. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. that's what we yeah. saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yes. and and we were we are going to get into why biblical forgiveness and justice have to go hand in hand. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I would say, and I and I hate to speak so sharply on these things, but I think, unfortunately, the 
the Christian community, in a lot of ways, is sharing a kind of shallowness and misunderstanding of what justice and forgiveness is right. with the world. The world is reacting. Uh, those who do not see Jesus as Lord are reacting in such a way that sees his uh, prescriptions to how we should get down in situations like this. As foolishness. As foolishness. We should expect that. All right. Now, the world scoffs because we're saying that we're not going to hate our offenders. We're saying that in our pursuit of justice, we even want that to be flavored with mercy. Right. Um, we, we want to, to, to make sure that, that what we do brings peace and not more division. This is not about I told you so, because even if, my God, that we were able to get the full extent of the law with this young lady, with, uh, what is her name? I'm sorry. Amber Geiger. With, if we were able to get the full extent of the law with Amber Geiger and she was murdered, I mean, she was executed by the state. Right. She got capital punishment. The truth of the matter is that does not give us back Mr. Gene. Right. And it, in, in our minds, because a lot of the pursuits for justice are filled with so much hate and vitriol, that we feel like peace is only accomplished by destroying our enemy. We feel like it's eye for eye. We feel like eye for eye is the only way that we're going to get peace. And the question is, yeah, yeah. what is the goal of your justice? That's right. That's right. The goal of your justice, man, the goal of our justice has to be not only Jesus being glorified, right, but it also has to be redemption. Redemption. Because the point that I'm trying to, I, I, can, I can agree more on I me. Mean, I think the point that I want to make, brother, is that the world scoffs at the thought of refusing to hate an offender. Right. They scoff at the thought of giving mercy or grace as strength. Right. That this is the way that we show ourselves to be winners in this situation. Right. Is leaning towards the ways of the Lord Jesus. Right. In his grace and mercy. Okay. They scoff at that. That seems off. That seems to be wrong. But the fact of the matter is, we have seen this. History has already testified to this more and more. Vengeance has never satisfied a soul. Yes. Vengeance does nothing but produce more appetite for blood. The, the kind of peace that you want to get is not going to come from us destroying our enemies. Did not say that there shouldn't be a kind of justice that we still use in this world. But we have to re remember that it's always going to be in part. How can we truly get back the life of Mr. Gene? Yeah, we can't. How it, do we get it back? We can't, yeah. The, and, and this is what I'm saying. There's another way. There's another way that we can approach the sort of redemption that we're seeking. And then when we come to believers, we often look at the conversation <laughs> and we still see a shallow view of forgiveness in a way that when we think about it biblically, we scoff as well. Right. Because the, 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 God does not have a problem with punishing wrongdoers. No, he doesn't. The, the scriptures make that very clear. Very clear. Very clear. It's all through the Bible. Yes. Like, dog. And you know why? You know yeah. why one of the biggest, clearest signs that God doesn't have a, a problem punishing wrongdoers? Yes. Is that Jesus died. Jesus died. That's right. For a bunch of wrongdoers. That's right. That's right. That's it's why. It's the exclamation point that God has no intentions whatsoever to band-aid the problem. He doesn't. He never did. He doesn't. He, he, he never did and he never will. The crucifixion shows that. And that's what I'm that. saying. That's, what my, my, that's my challenge to the world is that your vengeance, your, your hunger for vengeance is a band-aid on the problem. Right. It is not going to bring the peace that you think. Right. And Jesus for the believer is proof that God also is not in the band-aids. He's definitely not. He the will. crucifixion of Christ is the clear quintessential example of that. Absolutely. Yeah. 
It also speaks to God's character towards his people. He takes his image very serious on everybody, whether right. you love him or not. Right. It is reg- it, it's doesn't matter. irrespective yeah. of a person. Bruh, if you were made in the image of God, you do not yeah. put your hands on image bearers That's, any kind yeah. of way. Yeah. And this is why I think, and let me just quickly pivot into the talk about justice. And again, this is what I'm saying. I think that the world obviously scoffs at forgiveness and justice when, when you see it biblically. But I can't let us go free, brother. Yeah. Because we often scoff at biblical forgiveness and justice too yes because we don't understand it as the way god put it forth right right all right we we, we scoff at it for different reasons from our ignorance hopefully not from our hatred for light right. but i'm just saying my guy justice in the bible all right there's this beautiful word mishpah in the, the, the word mishpah in hebrew which has these two dimensions to it mm-hmm. all right justice on one end in the old testament we see it all through one dimension you give people what they do. You give what is rightfully due to people. So there's a positive angle to this. You give people what, what they are owed. Uh, like, for example, in the Old Testament with the, the priests, the, the people of God were, were commissioned to bring tithes to the storehouse so that they would have, so that the priests would have food to eat. And right. when you did not do that, that was called a violation of justice. Not giving. Your tithe is not charity, my guy. Right. The idea of tithe is to give from God's money a portion to support his work. Right. And to not do that is to steal, right. which is injustice, right. is to steal God's money. It also is to recognize that the image of God on every man, woman, boy, and girl sort of generates a value. And that value, the image of God gener- generates a value Ooh. that demands certain rights. Right, right. You have certain rights, sir. You are not to be enslaved. You are not to be murdered. Right. You are not to go hungry. You don't like this. The Bible describes injustice when we overlook the poor when we're eating comfortably. Right. The Bible calls that injustice. Right. All right? Right. You're not even to talk to an image bearer any kind of way. The words that you use are to be careful when you're talking to somebody who's made in the image of God. Right. This is the power of the value that is on you via the image of God. Then justice, justice has another component. All right? We see this in the Old Testament as well. It's to punish people. And that's kind of the only component that we talk about. <laughs> right. It's all about retribution. It's right. all about making sure people get what they have coming. But this is a full, ex- the Bible gives a very full view of justice. It is not only judging those and, and sort of retru- uh, giving retribution to people who have done wrong, but it's also giving what is right for people who are being kept out. That is what justice is. And right. that's why it fits so nicely with forgiveness because in scripture forgiveness and justice are attached at the hip my god right first john 1 9 if we confess our sins he is faithful and just just and will forgive Forgive. our sins and purify us of all unrighteousness forgiveness releases a person of an obligation. That's what the word means. Right. It means to let go. It's to say that I'm not going to make you pay for what I've done. But forgiveness is only full. It's You only experience forgiveness in its fullness if justice is present. Right. Justice has to be present or forgiveness is not at its fullness. This is the power of repentance. Because if you turn from your sin, if you say I'm walking away from the things that made forgiveness necessary. Right. The Bible says no matter what you have done, God will forgive you. And why can God forgive you? Help us with that, I mean. Because there has been 
a sacrifice made for you yes in which god's justice has actually been poured out on his son so that's the thing that that's what we're talking about is the fact that you don't even receive forgiveness from god without some type of justice being paid absolutely so the question is who paid who, who was the justice made it out to? Yes, yes, yes. Who was the justice given out to? Yes, yes. And for the believer, it was Jesus. Yes, yes. Jesus got on the cross, what? died for our sins. Justification is God's righteous act of removing guilt. Right. Right. And the penalty of sin, while at the same time declaring the ungodly to be righteous through faith in Christ, atoning sacrifice. Right, 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 right. That happens. And in, in, in that happening, God pours out his justice on his son. That's right. That's why we always say, look, bro, justice is going to be served. And there's two ways that it can be done. Either God can absorb the Jesus can absorb it for you or, or you, you can, can absorb, absorb it, it for eternity in hell. Yeah. But there is not going to be forgiveness without justice. Amen. So for us, even as believers, why we are so thankful is that when we were in court, yeah. Yes. And while we were on the stand yes. and while we, we we were getting ready to get that sentence handed down to us, yes. which we rightfully deserve, yes, yes. Jesus stood up and said, I'm going to take that charge I for him. you. I got I'll him. take the charge. I got him. We look at that man who we spit on, who we've slapped in the face, who we've cursed out all of our life with all of our actions. And we say, why would this man who every day that I saw him, I flicked him off. I spit in his face. I cursed him out. I He he always came up to me and tried to talk to me. And I said, get away from me. He he he, he always came up to me and tried to tell me what was good for me. And I said, I don't want to hear it. I was always, I was the, I was a devil to this. This man. Yes. And he stands up in this courtroom and says that he is going to take my charge. Absolutely. What can I do for you? Absolutely. If you are going to take a charge that I can't, if you are going to pay a debt that I can't pay, yes, yes, yes. then my only response is, can I cut your grass? Can I wash your dishes? Yeah. Can I wash the car? Yeah. Can I come over and vacuum the floor? What can That's I do? What because does. what you yeah. just did is, is there's nothing that I can do to pay that back. I don't have enough money to pay back the money that you just paid for me. Yeah, yeah. I don't have the, I don't have the time to pay back the time yes. that you're getting ready to do for me right yes, yes. that's the gospel yes, yes justice gospel. is something in which god always 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 will get always and 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 you cannot if you have a forgiveness without justice then what you have done is you have cheapened forgiveness absolutely and you have done what we would say dietrich bonhoeffer would call cheap and grace yeah cheap grace Right. Yeah. So that's good, bro. That yeah. I mean, we we justice and forgiveness must go hand in hand. Yes. So Brant Jean saying what he said and people us praising that. Yes. There's two sides of this that's wrong. If you're on the side that says that's ridiculous, what he just said is ridiculous. We we shouldn't extend any kind of any kind of forgiveness to anybody. You're 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 on one you're in one ditch. Yeah. If you're on the other side that says, hey. The repentance is not really necessary or the justice is not really necessary. Yeah, yeah. All we need is forgiveness and redemption of Amber Geiger. Then you're in another ditch. That's right. Absolutely. We need to have attention of both, brother. Yeah, absolutely, brother. Amber Geiger still needs to go to jail. Sure, sure. I would say, I think some of us would say she needs to go to jail for longer. Sure, sure. Um, But there can be forgiveness. And this is the thing. This is my question. Sure. My question for people that think that what Brant Jean did was ridiculous is what is the goal? Like I said earlier, what is the goal of justice? That's right. What is the goal? Yeah, yeah. Is the goal just to see her rot? Mm. 
Mm. Is that the goal? Yes. Or is the goal the redemption? Because as my and man she, Paulo Freire said, she, yeah. the goal of people like the us, pedagogy the pedagogy of the and the pedagogy of the oppressed. Paulo hey. Freire talks about how it is our goal as it, 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 even he was talking about to, to talking to people who are oppressed. He said the oppressor's goal is not only just to free themselves who are being oppressed, but their goal is also to free, free the oppressor. Because in order for somebody to impress someone else, yes, they have to be so. Up, they have to act like they are animals and not Absolutely. human. Absolutely. So for you to treat people like they are Men, inhumane. And real quick, go ahead. That means that there were two slaves on those on those slave ships. There was two slaves. There was two slaves. The masses were slaves as well. Right. Mm -hmm. And what Paulo Freire would say is that we were being like he would say blacks like us. I'm just going to use the slave yes. mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were being treated as if though we were less than human. Sure. But the people that were treating us like we were less than human were acting as if though they were less than human. Absolutely. Because you can only be a monster and a person that acts less than human and treat people that are made in the image of God the way that you treated them. So the goal is not only my redemption and my freedom, but my goal is your freedom. And what Paulo Freire would say is if you get your freedom and then you turn around and take your freedom and then do the same exact thing to the oppressor that the oppressed was doing to you, that the oppressor was doing to you, right? Yes. You take your new found freedom as someone who's free and you now oppress the oppressor. You are the you are just like the oppressor. Wow. And AKA, you are not free. You're not free. Because you have the same mindset that the oppressor has. Yes, yes, you yes. just got your freedom and was able to do the same Absolutely. thing that he did. Absolutely. Which is why we say the underlying issue to all of this is sin, in which we are all slaves to. Right, right. Now we're not saying we're not saying that to dismiss how oppression happens in sure. sociological we ways. We deal with that. We have to deal with but it. But you do not get to the heart of the issue if there is not true redemption. You don't. All you're doing is just putting the ball on the other side of the court. That's it. Instead of us, I mean, this is what we saw happen. We saw this happen historically, man, where these freed slaves were sent to Liberia, right. or to West Africa, and then uh, sort of um, established uh, uh, Liberia. Right. They get here and they find all these other brown people already living there, inhabiting the land. Right. But they have been freed from slavery physically, but not mentally. And soon after... They get to this this uh, this West African country, establish it as Liberia, Monrovia, the capital of Liberia, was named after President Monroe. Right. They did this, and then they enslaved the black people that were there. Right. Because the issue is spiritual, ultimately. Now, it shows itself up physically, and we want to rebuke it physically. Right. We have to rebuke to things like white supremacy and absolutely. racism and and and, and, not and oppression. Bristle at those right. things. Right. So and, and and things that are institutional and and and, and systemic, we That's have right. to address those. It is us believing that the gospel is so strong that we will bring anything in front of it. Right. We'll put any it is the the, the shredder of all shredders. Amen. You can throw anything in it. We can talk about the police reform that needs to happen. Right. We're not worried about trying to protect the reputation of a particular party or group or team. We're just saying wherever there is sin, the gospel needs to shine on it. Right. So we talk about it boldly, but we do not usurp the one who can actually do something about it. And that's yeah. the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I mean. Now Thank you, brother. My heart is stirred. I want to. It makes me want to believe on Jesus. Amen. He's the answer, Doc. This is what we see. A quick little 30 seconds. Franz Fanon, this North African revolutionary, mm -hmm. he wrote this book about um, uh, sort of uh, the, the consciousness of, of black people and how they sort of overcome colonization. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't a believer, but uh, he definitely shaped a lot of what people say today and the way we think about the sort of uh, pathway forward for black people. He is 
Pablo, uh, excuse me, uh, Franz Fanon has been a a a massive contributor to the the the, the black thought in this world for right. that matter. But he got to the end of all his work and said, "Man, as we've tried this and we've tried that and we've sort of implored these uh, implored these kinds of." Uh, um, um, measures to help fix this issue it seems to me what will be the answer to all of the division between the races is the, if there is one new man Woo! that is formed don't know that he he points a contact with, with first corinthians yes, yes brother bro. He said, man, we need a new we man. We need a new man. Well, we all can kind of converge into this new humanity. Lord have mercy. Brother, I, like, man, when this was is being that shared not, with is me. Is that not a that's home? the gospel. Is that not God literally pitching a, a, a fastball right down the middle for that mug, the gospel to hit that mug out the park? That's the gospel, man. Goodness gracious. It's at the end of all your searching. Man. Now, now let's, let's bring it back into this. The, the in-house discussion. Yeah. The depth of forgiveness. This is... This is something that Talk to us. we need help on, I think. Talk to us, KB. Forgiveness, like justice, has two dimensions, all right? Forgiveness has an internal dimension, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. This is what happens in your heart. You see it like a garden. Mm. When I have been sinned against, when there has been an offense in my sort of space, we'll call it a garden, right? It is my job pluck out the weeds of bitterness mm -hmm. to pluck out the uh the sort of uh the the, the weeds of hatred right. it is my job to till the ground to make sure that i am wishing the best for the person that has offended me i'm trying to pray for them i'm wanting to love them even if they're an enemy the bible says if it's an enemy do good to them the people that use you the bible says pray for them mm -hmm. There, there is a radical kind of tealing of the soil of our hearts that we do whenever an offense is present. Bless those that curse you. We are blessing those that curse, curse us. Pray for those that use you. If you steal from me, you're going to be out all night robbing other people. Why don't you take my coat to warm you? Right. Let, let it warm your bones, my guy. <laughs> I, if, did, did you consider my cloak? I know you took my shoes. Right. This radical mindset that this is what we have to attacked our heart again to my my point earlier we meet radicalness with radicalness right force with force right my heart is radically wanting to give you these hands mm -hmm. my heart is radically wanting to exact all kinds of violence on you right i must i see the brilliance in jesus's uh prescription to us i must meet that radicalness with a similar radicalness Woo! of love and commitment to sacrifice that is a absolute dimension of forgiveness yeah. but that's not all that the bible says about forgiveness there is a second dimension of dimension uh, excuse me a second dimension of forgiveness right that is the full version that i'm going to call it here it's kind of like when we see grace there's this common grace right the bible always talk not always but many times talks in this this two-dimension language you right. have grace you have uh where there's the special grace of god to those right. who believe there's the common, the common grace, grace of god right. that he, he takes care of everyone love has two dimensions there's a special love hesed love mm -hmm. covenant love for mm -hmm. his people but then there's a general love for everyone no matter how you feel about god mm -hmm. he loves you and takes care of you makes the rain and the sun fall on you we see that happening Often, even with the will of God, right. there's the prescriptive will, Descriptive, and there, yeah. there is sort of uh, his executive will. Right, right. Forgiveness is the same. Mm -hmm. In John 17, excuse me, in Luke 17, 3, mm -hmm. there's a very tricky verse there, I mean. Right. The text says, we are to rebuke a brother if he sins against us. Mm -hmm. Then it says, 
we are to forgive him if he repents. Yeah, this is, pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if, yeah. if he repents, yeah. forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. Which means that he's going to be sinning against you a lot. Right. So that the whole idea that if you were sorry, you wouldn't have done it again is not biblical. Right. And he's going to be repenting a lot. And he's going to repent a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And you got to forgive him every single time. Not 70 mean, seventy times seven means that you need to double it right. a lot. Right. Get ready to do a whole lot of forgiving. Right. But this is the challenge of that text. John Stott, I have it here. He says, if a brother who has sinned against us refuses to repent, we should not forgive him. <laughs> so to some people that sounds very very uh that's against everything radical. that we've ever been taught about forgiveness right if a brother sins and refuses to repent we should not forgive him does this startle you it is what jesus taught <laughs> forgiveness includes restoration to fellowship if we can restore to full and intimate fellowship with ourselves, a sinning and unrepentant brother, we reveal not the depth of our love, but its shallowness. Sheep grace. John Stott. And I think the context here is that there is a dimension, there's a kind of forgiveness that absolutely includes reconciliation and restoration that we cannot just throw aside right. because I'm not going to hold this against you. Right. And, and, I, and you think about it, that's not how God works. If we are to be like God... That's yes. not how God works. God yes. does not offer forgiveness to people who are unrepentant. If you do not repent, you will not be forgiven. Amen. And that means that there's a way that we mirror that type that that type of right. godliness On earth. in our lives. Right. And and I, I want to be very, very careful. Okay. Once we have been forgiven, it has been done on the back of justice that has been absorbed by the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It cannot be overstated, I mean. Jesus just isn't deciding to not hurt you. Right. Jesus was hurt for you. Right. The time was served. Yes. He went to jail. And did time. And he wore a jumpsuit in jail. Right. And was executed in jail. Right. And his paperwork had your name on it. Yes, on your behalf. He did it on your behalf. Oh, what a point. Reconciliation, though is the outcome of all that Jesus has done. Right. It is the result. half-baked. It's a half-baked forgiveness that does not insist upon reconciliation. Right. We cannot look at what has happened to us. I take this example very serious that I'm about to give. My guy, there was this gentleman on, on death row that was given this, tes- this testimony of how he got down in his uh, attacks on children. They asked him sort of what was his routine. The place that he identified as the most accessible for his preying on children was the church. Mm-hmm. He said, I love going to churches because at the church, they would be quick to forgive and not really hold me accountable. So I will continue to come back. Cheap forgiveness, cheap grace. Cheap forgiveness, cheap grace. It is a forgiveness that is half-baked and does not appreciate the fullness of forgiveness in Scripture, right. which includes repentance. Forgiveness fully formed, and this is when it goes from internal into the external. It has to include restoration and reconciliation. Reconciliation is the outcome. Reconciliation includes actually addressing the issue that made forgiveness necessary. Which means and that yeah. might mean 
that you might need to take your behind that, that, the jail. That's what I was going to say is that it has yeah. to include accountability. Restoration yeah. has to include accountability. Absolutely. That's brother. why we were. That's why we would say, even with the Amber Geiger situation, she has to be held accountable she for her to be actions. Held accountable, my guy. Your us extending forgiveness does not then free her from accountability. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. It may mean. Going to jail. Going to jail. For a significant amount of time. Yes, yes. It may mean if you have, it absolutely means, not it may, it absolutely means that if you have robbed someone, you need to, you yeah. need to give them their money back. Right. It means that if you are cheating, you have to stop. Right. It means that if you are perpetuating evil, that you need to confess it. Right. And let go of it. There is no kind of true forgiveness that ignores that type of stuff mm-hmm. in scripture. Mm-hmm. Now, there, again, <laughs> again, it may, it may it may be some other type of forgiveness it's out there, but it ain't the biblical one. <laughs> it ain't the biblical one. Absolutely. So even as you're doing the first half of, of forgiveness, right. the first level of forgiveness of tealing the heart, mm-hmm. loving those, because someone is dead, like someone sinned against you and they die, how are you going to get the, the restoration? Right, right. It's not going to happen. You can still do the work of forgiveness in your heart before it includes another person. Yeah. Praise That's God. That's the personal aspect Absolutely. of forgiveness, That's what, what you're Bible, doing in your own heart. Absolutely. It's tealing the ground. And what I'm saying is... We do not have to choose. Mm-hmm. Listen, you are forgiven as a believer. Absolutely. You are justified. There's that word justice there again, next to forgiveness. Oh, about to have church. But then you're being sanctified. Mm-hmm. And sanctified speaks to that dimension of reconciliation. It's that d- dimension of restoring. It's that d- d- the dimension of redress. It can be said that sanctification is like this. Mm-hmm. It's the work of the Spirit to redress the things that brought the wrath of God on Jesus. Right. That's what it is. Jesus is, by His Spirit, bringing you in to more Christ-likeness, which deals with all the particular injustices mm-hmm. that you exact through your sin. Mm-hmm. So to sum it up, we don't have to choose. Right. If we're going to be biblical, we are not choosing either team justice or team forgiveness. Right. We can applaud uh, Botham's brother. That's his name, right? Right. We can applaud Botham's brother. We can applaud his forgiveness, which I think was in response to Geiger's sorrow. Right. We can applaud that forgiveness. And at the same time, demand a verdict that reflects the nature of the crime that was committed. Exactly. We can absolutely ready our hearts to love our offenders while railing against the way their offenses have sort of become a systemic and institutional issue for everyone. Right. Okay? Especially talking about the ways that depending on your occupation or your ethnicity or your social status, you can get justice the way you want it. Right. We can hate that with all our heart, push back against that with all our heart, and at the same time have a kind of space that is created through trusting the gospel and the fact that ultimately all our fights for justice find their consummation in what Christ is doing in the eschaton. Eschaton is simply the ending of all things when Christ brings justice down in his fullness. We no longer will experience it through justice systems because even if you went to jail for 50, 60, 70 years, it does not take away the fact that you have sinned against God. Right. Right. The, 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 the putting away, the sort of making all things right, the justice that we all want and desire is coming. Mm-hmm. And we can keep our eyes on that. We can 
hoping that at while at the same time give you tangible expressions of it fighting for the in, against the injustices that exact themselves on image bearers right so we can turn let me this is my last little point and then we can move on we can turn to geiger and say i love you i want nothing bad for you right i hope you find jesus through this situation and then pray for her hug her and then turn around and look at america and quote proverbs 2023 and say that unequal scales unequal weights are an abomination to the lord right you drop the full letter of the law on poor minorities while calling those same poor minorities to accept the lax punishments that you hand down the police who have murdered those poor people. Right. We can do that. Yes. We do both. Yeah. And we must do, mo- do both or we are losing sight of the fullness of what the Bible talks about forgiveness and justice. Right. So the, the culture bristles, okay? Let me just say this last thing. The culture bristles. They should. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is a scandal. It is. It should feel offensive. It should feel unfair. It should it, be hard. It should be hard. It should be painful. This mug should feel impossible. It should be a process. Yes. It should be hard. It should be painful. It should be a process. That is what it is. That's what it Forgiveness, is. Forgiveness, when, when Jesus went to that cross in order to absorb the wrath of God for us, yeah. it was a bloody crucifixion. Absolutely. And that was the, the the means and the vehicle by which that type of forgiveness was accomplished for That's us. That's right, brother. So once you, once you need to go down a road of forgiveness of your own, yeah. which will actually not be nothing like Jesus has did in, in some sense, sure. we cannot expect our road of, uh, to forgiveness to also not be bloody yeah, man. and painful yeah, man. and excruciating for us. And brother... But there's glory. There's glory on the other later. side, man. There's glory through This it. is what I want to say. Yeah. And I hope that we would all hear this. I do not think that any Christian, any Christian, especially in this context, my black brothers and sisters in Christ, yeah. that extend forgiveness towards Amber Geiger yeah. through pain, through tears, through hurt and sacrifice and loss is going to stand before God in the eschaton. Come on. When he says, well done, my good and faithful servant, enter into rest. And when you have that crown of glory placed on your head and there's jewels in that crown. And some of those jewels are the forgiveness that you extended towards someone who murdered your family and friends that you are going to regret that you did that. I do not think that you will regret it in eternity. You won't. And that is the thing that we have to think about is that we are here, but as yes, I'm going to quote Edwards here. Yes. (laughs) We have to have, eternity stamp on our eyelids we have to pray for that because when i stand before god i know it man it is hard i can't imagine how hard it is yes for for both them jeans family to forgive her if she's asking for forgiveness if she's repenting 
But when you stand before God, Christian, you are not going to regret any no, of no, that no. forgiveness. No, 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 no. You're not going to regret it. Yes. Just like my brothers and sisters in Christ who were crucified upside down, who were beheaded, who went through this all of this temporary pain and suffering in which they have had to go through excruciating pain in order to show their faithfulness to yes. Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. Is not going to regret no, brother. getting beheaded. Yeah, brother. Once that once they see him, once I see once him, I see him once I see we're going to say, "Oh my Lord, it was worth it." Yes. To be here. Yes, brother. To stand before you. Yeah. Any to, to look like you here. Yes. To you to, pre to, to present me to yourself yeah, as a part of the bride. Yes, brother. Right? In this consummation that's about yeah. to happen. Yes. It was worth it. It was worth the it. The forgiveness that I had to fight through, the pain, the tears, yes. it was worth it. And Romans 8 says, thank you for that, brother. My heart is stirred. Romans 8 says that the sufferings of this present time are not Can't, even worthy could. to be compared. And it's not fair. Dude, it's not it's even not. right to put them next to each other and it's because so, the glory is so wonderful that's how, coming. How many of us look at us extending forgiveness as a type of suffering, though? Yeah, yeah, say it, brother. It is. That's right, that's right. Didn't Jesus suffer? Yes. That's what he did yes. in order for us to have forgiveness. Yes, yes. Are you not going to then, as your master did, suffer for somebody else to have uh, it? Absolutely. You are going, it's going to be a pain. It's going to be a suffering. Absolutely. And we have to expect it. We I'm have. not. I'm not saying that it's easy, bro. Yeah. I'm not saying that just because both them did, both them Jean's brother, uh, Brent Jean did it. Uh, Brent Jean did it as quick as he was able to do it. That that means that you're gonna be able. It sure. may take you some time, bro. Sure, absolutely. It may take you some years, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we, if we have somebody that is that is asking for that repentance, for forgiveness, we have to do it because what is the goal? My goal. What I want to see. <clears throat> Is I want to see not only Amber Geiger to 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 be held accountable yeah. for what she did, yeah. and there is a way in which she can also still not be held accountable yeah. even if she goes to jail, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I want to see her held accountable because yeah. it's it's a requirement. Absolutely. But I want to also see her redemption, mm, 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 and mm, it mm. sounds like foolishness yeah, 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 to yeah. the world when they hear somebody saying, "I want I want the best for you, and the best is for you to come to know Christ." That sounds like foolishness, like that tweet that I just read. Absolutely, sounds like foolishness. Absolutely. But when it starts sounding like foolishness to us that's a problem we need to be we need to be worried there's a problem so yes. what we yeah. need to make sure we need to examine and make sure that what he said does not sound like foolishness to us that's right because guess what that is why you are redeemed that's right brother you were amber geiger yeah let's not get it twisted don't get it twisted and jesus forgave you yes so so I want us to keep that in mind as we think about this, man, because we can get so sidetracked by, uh, about I mean, we have to have justice. Like I said, I'm not talking about a forgiveness that doesn't that sure. doesn't include justice and accountability. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that we can get so lopsided in it that we forget the other half. Absolutely. And we forget that, brother, we were. The, we were the Amber Thank Geiger. You, and I know that, I'm sorry, I'm not trying no, to keep no, no, going, no, but no. I know that we have seen evangelicalism use that kind of language to, to then flatten the kind of accountability and justice that needs to be meted out for crimes. Uh -huh. That's not what I'm doing. No, we're That's not. That's not what we're doing. We're not doing it at all. What we're saying is that it has to be both ends. And let me just say, evangelicals that take this as a as sort of uh, a... As ammunition? As an ammunition. To aim at like all my justice people? To, 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 to silence just, uh, social justice warriors? Don't do that. That is their problem, though. <laughs> yeah. Hold on now. Right. That's their issue. Right. If you're looking at the complexities mm. of the way that evil works itself out in racism, in supremacy, and in police systems... Right. And you say all of that is sort of reduced 
to this man's testimony. That's your problem. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But let me tell you something. And this is my dear conscious Christian brother or sister. Your aunts or non or non-Christian, your ancestors did not approach these truths as a as a uh, a, a kind of way to buttress the. The, the 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 conservative pundits of their day. Right. They went to these truths as a means of survival. <sighs> Say That's that. what they did. Say that. My God. So yeah, they may be. Oh man, somebody, some one of my homies put on Facebook today. Man, I hope we can start. You stop using this as a means to silence. You're literally, you're literally seeing this whole thing through a lens of some white evangelicals. Right. You are filtering this whole thing about. Through the words of a few white, of some white evangelicals. Right. That's what you're doing. Right. And now you're missing the power of the moment. Right. That there is something in here that, that steadies us. It transcends now, all of this. It transcends everything. Now, <clears throat> now, just briefly, as we sort of bring this, this podcast to a close, let me just kind of sum this up a little bit. Forgiveness is a scandal. It should feel hard. Should feel offensive. It should feel unfair. It should feel impossible. It does not naturally flow from us. Okay. What flows from, from us is everything besides mercy. So when forgiveness shows up, it is miraculous. Yes. And like I mean said, if you don't see miracle in that brother up there, if all you see is that some white evangelicals are going to take this and use it for a way to continue to ignore us, if that's all you see, even if that's happening, right. you're still missing on the power on that, of that moment. You're missing out on the power of that moment. Okay. Forgiveness, though, includes justice. Amen. They are connected at the hip in scripture. Amen. I say it like this. Yeah. Uh, forgiveness does not erase corruption, but corruption cannot be erased unless someone is willing to forgive. Forgiveness is the starter. Mm. It's the starter of all redemption. Right. Without it, everything falls apart. And if we don't feel it, we miss out on that which will truly reconcile the situation. Right. Forgiveness grows in it to its fullness when it includes, this is the second dimension of forgiveness, re reconciliation and repentance. Repentance has to be in the conversation. Repentance has to be in the room. Without it, we can't move forward. So that means that there are tons of things that need to be repented of when we think about what happened in this case. All right. There are ton, tons of, of sins that need to be brought to the light so the gospel can then expose them and then bring uh, a sort of redemption, all right? Our goal is, is to bring the kind of forgiveness to the world that we know will always be in part. We'll never be able to get the fullness of this forgiveness. It's, it's dim as the Bible talks about how we see things. We always see things in part. Right. But our goal is to bring a kind of forgiveness to the world, though it's in part, though it's incomplete. It is a forgiveness that mirrors the kingdom. Mm -hmm. That's a complete forgiveness. Our aim is to mirror biblical forgiveness that accurately reflects all that God feels about justice and mercy. Amen. So we are right to be bothered by a kind of forgiveness that mocks justice. Right. We say just forgive and don't worry about the fact that there's all kinds of rape, pillage, and bias and evil and wickedness that's working against you. Just forgive. That is quintessential evil. Right. All right? We are right to be bothered by a kind of forgiveness that mocks justice, just as we are bothered by a kind of justice that does not care about forgiveness. Mm -hmm. We need both. They are required for us to have redemption in this culture. Mm-hmm. This has been Southside Rabbi. Yes, sir. 
This has been our TED Talk. <laughs> we'll see y'all next time. Yes, sir. Hey, yo, hey, yo. Yo. Look,